Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. Today you will hear a message from our very own Pastor Richard D. Dobbs entitled, We Made It Because of the Right Connection. In today's message, Pastor Dobbs talks about how it may be challenging in some moments, but that causes us to grow in our faith, our prayer life, our giving, and above all, our striving to live a life that pleases the Lord, according to 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. We must grow individually and corporately. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered and equipped by today's message. When it comes to an anniversary, birthday, or any other similar milestone, I believe we all need to take a moment to reflect on the grace of God. The grace of God that kept us through trials as well as triumph, just as it did for Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. Turn your Bible there for me briefly. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. Now, the Bible reads as follows, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my affirmers that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So when it comes to an anniversary, an anniversary is simply put the day in which an event took place. This is a year ago, or excuse me, 23 years ago, we started ministering at, the, at our home in Carrollton, Georgia. Hallelujah. Uh, it is an air recurrence of a notable event. And let me say this to you. To us, this is a notable event because this is the day that the Lord birthed ministry in our lives. And little did we know the journey that we will be taking in those 23 years. I don't think when, when, a, when a couple gets married, they have no idea of the journey that, that is in, that's in store for them. You work for somebody for a, a, different, a number of different years. You have no idea of the journey that's coming your way. When you have loved ones that celebrate different events in your life, you have no idea from one birthday to another what events are going to take place in that particular uh, area of a year. But the grace of God, the loving kindness of God, the mercy of God, and let's say it is beneficial. It is definitely beneficial. The goodwill of God and the favor of God will keep us through trials as well as triumphs, just as Paul proclaimed to us that his grace, his loving kindness, his mercy, his goodwill, his favor is sufficient for each and every one of us. And based on that, I want to talk to you from this subject. We made it because of the right connections. We made it because of the right connections. Let me say this to you. If you're going to make it and be successful in the kingdom of God, you must be properly connected. You must be properly connected. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're going to do. And we pray, Father, you continue to minister in this sanctuary. Father, we pray that the word of God will have free course and that we are attentive to what thus saith the Lord. We bind the enemy right now that will try to hinder or stop what Jesus is doing. Father, we plead your blood upon this congregation. Have your way this this morning, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for 23 years of ministry. We don't take it for granted, Father. We appreciate you 
and your grace is definitely sufficient for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. In reflecting on the past 23 years of ministry, we realized there were some challenging moments that worked together for our good, just like Romans 8 and 28 proclaimed to us. Let's look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know that all things are working together for good to those who love God, to those who are the call according to his purpose. So there were some challenging things along in, in uh, for, excuse me, this past year, but every one of those were working. Every one of those were laboring. Every one of those was helping us. Every one of those was putting forth something together in order to assist or accomplish a certain task in our lives. And we know, according to Scripture, that God is always working in us. He's always doing something in us that's going to make our life better. And, and I love that about God because we don't always see, and of course I thought, um, the Sunday school teacher did a wonderful job this morning in teaching us that, that we don't always see what God has in store for us. We don't quite always understand it, but we know it's laboring for our good. It's working for our good. He's putting together some things along with challenging things, along with things not so good, that's all going to work out for our good. Now, our good and God's good can be two different things. We need to understand that God's going to work it out for his good. So when he's working for his good, it's going to be for his good, and we just got to get with the program. Is that following what I'm saying here? Because you you can think it's good, but God may say, no, it ain't good yet. It ain't good till I say it's good. And when God says it's good, you have the stamp of approval on it. And when God says it's good, just like Romans 8 28 says, all things are working together for our good. Why? Because we love God and we're those who call according to his purpose. Even in those challenging moments, it causes us to mature. It causes us to grow up. It causes us to, to be the opposite of child. It's called us to be sober-minded in our faith. And let me say this to you. You learn how to have faith when you're being challenged. See, you don't really have faith until you're challenged in your faith. In your faith will tell us exactly how much you believe God, how much you trust God. And sometimes you can't always go by what you see when it, when it comes to trusting God or believing in God. And so we do that. We want to be in a position that we are not only challenging our faith, but our prayer life is going to grow up as well. And ch- listen, when you're going through a rough time, it's good to be able to pray. It's good to be able to pray. Don't you love what Paul did? Even when Paul was being, he had a, a thorn in his flesh, and he asked God to move it three times. Why? Because he was receiving the abundance of revelations. We need to be in the position that we are receiving an abundance of revelations while we're going through this particular thorn in our flesh and annoyance in our flesh. We still need to be getting getting revelation from God or his revealed word come to us. So in turn, it calls us to think better, to talk better and to act better. No matter what it is, we need to mature and grow up. We all go, also got to grow up in our giving as well. We need to be able to give when it's challenging to give. And not only that, we need to make sure that we're living a life that pleases the Lord. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 11. Book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11. 
When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So when I put away those childish things, that means I'm growing up. I'm making better decisions. I'm, I'm better decisions in my prayer life. Better decisions in my faith. Better decisions in my giving. Better decisions in the way that I live my lifestyle according to scripture. We've all grown individually as well as corporately. And the Lord has also demonstrated his purpose in us, he, in his ministry, based on Acts 4 and 34. I know sometimes years quote Acts 4 and 34. Let's look at it this morning. Acts chapter 4, verse 34. Of course, that's part of the vision when we quote it at the beginning of sermons as well as after, before we close. Acts 4 and 34. I want you to notice what it says in Acts 4 and 34. Four and thirty-four. No, was there any among them who lacked? For all who were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. And so there was no lack uh, based on Acts four and thirty-four. And so that is, we understand as a ministry that God's going to use us to fulfill that purpose. That is, people that have lack, God's going to use us to help those individuals have those needs met in a way that is prop- that went way beyond our natural comprehension. He has did it because he has put the super on our natural. He did that when it came to our prison ministry. He did that when it comes to our backpack ministry. He did that when it comes to our back to school ministry. I was thinking about the other day. I remember the time that our brothers went and they picked up some items and we had the whole basement full of items. I mean, the whole basement, I mean, it was filled from the roof, from the back of the basement to the very front of the basement. So many different items were in the basement that we were able to sow out into our as well members as well as our local community. It was a blessing not only to us, but it was a blessing to our community. When they talked about earlier, when we, uh, this past, we started out with 25 in our back to school program. This year, approximately 400 students. Or well, last year, 400 students were served through the backpack, back school program. That was super on the natural. In fact, those people started coming. I was like, I thought, I thought when I was green people in line, I'm thinking, whoo, this line keep going long and long instead of getting short and shorter. They opened the line and so that, the more they opened the line, the more people came through the line. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, where is all this items going to come from? But supernaturally, the need was met. Supernaturally, the need was met because God does. He puts a super on the natural. He does that. And I appreciate God putting the super on the natural. He can multiply things supernaturally. He can, he can take two, five loaves and two, two fish and feed 5,000 with them. He is the God of the supernatural. And if God can do it for me, he can do it for your personal life. He can do it in your finances. He can do it in your body. He can do it in every aspect of your life because he's the God. Of the supernatural. Our local and foreign missions continue to supply food, clothes, school supplies, housing, and such like to different individuals that we may not never see, but we're a part of. I love that because 
we don't have to go out and do everything. You partner with individuals who are going out and doing different ministries. Our local food bank, excuse me, the local Bring Me Food and Clothes, Bring Me Food and Clothes Bank. Our ministry that ministers in Honduras. These individuals are reaching lives for the kingdom of God. They're doing it for the kingdom and we're a part of that. We're reaching just like when they go, every time they go, we're going with them. We may not go physically, but spiritually we're there and we're reaching those individuals. And that's a blessing to me. That's a blessing to be able to go to Honduras and not go to Honduras at the same time because they are making an impact with those local communities. And that's a blessing to me. Now, as we have been diligent in taking heed to the written, excuse me, the spiritual principles in the written and revealed word, our lives continue to get better. Listen, this past year, our lives have gotten better. No matter how bad the challenge was, no matter what we went through, our lives are getting better. We're thinking better, we're talking better, and we're acting better. We're maturing in the Word of God and the ways of God because we're taking heed to the spiritual principles in in His Word. And when I mean we're taking heed, we're bringing those things near to us. See, principles are no good way out there. They must be a part of your everyday life. They, you got to be devoted to them. You got to give attention to them. You got to apply yourself to the written and revealed word that God is revealing to us week in and week out. You got to cleave to them. You got to cleave and you got to say, I'm going to do it regardless of what comes my way. I'm going to make sure that God is getting the glory in my life. And we're better in serving through prayer, through giving, through witnessing, through worshiping, through sharing Christ's love, which continue to develop us and others, according to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. And that is so important that we should be better in witnessing than we were uh, six months ago. We should be better in our worship than we were last year. We should be better in what we do for God because we are taking heed to the written and revealed word of God. We should be getting better. We should not be on the same level that we were a year ago. Not, not Listen, we should not be on the same level because we're learning more so we should grow and do things in a better way for God. And, and what does that mean? That means my heart should be better when I do it. That means, listen, I may play the same song, but my heart has a different attitude toward that song. And listen, they may play, we may sing the same song, but my heart toward it, should, I should have a better revelation of that song. Listen, when we sung that song a few minutes, I'm like, whoa, that sounds real good right there. A lot of us go, God has been good to us. It, I mean, we say so good, so good. There's a reason he's so good. When he healed our body, he is so good. When he protected us, he is so good. When he t- brought us out of darkness and his marvelous life, oh yeah, he is so good. So when I sing it, I sing it with conviction. I sing it with my heart. I sing it because it's real to me. Are y'all following me? It may not be as real as it was last year, but it is this year. Why? Because it's real because of the issues that I deal with on a week by week basis. But when you're dealing with trials and tribulations and challenges, you need to know that God is good. Oh, you need to know God is good because if not, you think you're in it by yourself. But when you know that he is the light of the world, oh my, you know when God is good, he say he good, that if I'm dealing with a trial or tribulation and such like, I know God is good and all things are going to work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. Go to Hebrews chapter 2, excuse me, yeah, 2 and 1. Hebrews 10, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. And it reads as follows. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things. Those of the Bible says we have heard lest we drift away. 
So we got to give more earnest heed to the things we've heard. Because if not, you're going to drift away. Now, the key is I got to hear first. I got to hear it. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless he's been sent? We've got to make sure we take heed to the word of God. And the Lord continues to establish us and allow the Lord to continue to establish us in the word of God. In 2018, we're reminded that our labor in the, in God is not in vain. Our labor, our work, our efforts and so forth is not in vain in the Lord, according to first Corinthians 15 and 58, when he says this, our labor is not in vain. It's without, not without purpose. It's that, it's that destitute of spiritual wealth. It's not devoid of truth. It's not empty handed. It's not containing nothing. When we work for God, it is, has purpose behind it. When we work for God, it's, listen, it's not useless. It's definitely not. When you pray, your prayers are making the difference. When you give, it is not what it's not destitute of spiritual wealth. It's not devoid of truth. It's not, it's definitely not empty handed because God will give back to you good measure, press down, shaking together and run it over. You are definitely not, it won't be contained in nothing because when you give to God, God is going to change your life for the better. Go to first Corinthians 15, 58. First Corinthians 15, 58. And notice what it says. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing you got to know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your efforts for God are not has definitely has purpose behind it. It's not destitute of spiritual truth. Everything you do for God has something that is beneficial to you. And we got to be confident that it's going to be that what we do for God is beneficial regardless of what we see, what we deal with and what we go through. It's, it's beneficial to us. How many know that working for God is definitely not useless? Boy, that's, isn't that a blessing to them? Because sometimes, let me say this to you before I go to my next point. Sometimes it feels like what you do for God is useless. It's going to feel like that, but that's just a feeling. Because sometimes you're going to feel like you love somebody, sometimes you're going to feel like you don't. Sometimes you're going to feel like going to work, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're going to feel like giving, sometimes you're not. We don't base our life on feeling because if not, it'll be up and down, wishy-washy and everything else. Won't, we won't be stable for nothing. And But we got to continue to have faith, trust, and confidence and belief in Jesus. And he, he's going to continue to change our life for the better. Now in 2019, the Lord continues to reveal to us the significance of his church being divinely connected as one. Violent, divinely connected, linked together. I like this word here, light-minded. Light-minded. Because it really says that you're together is when you're light-minded. Because you can be in the same position, same area, but not be light-minded. Not be light-minded. We need to be light-minded. We need to be closely attached as one. And if that's the case, we want to make sure that we have a strong and solid connection so that the enemy, our flesh, or worldly influence cannot break, cannot disconnect, cannot separate, because the world going to try to separate you into pieces, the link. Because the enemy will attempt to disconnect us individually and as a local church. We must be aware of his tactics. You got to be aware of it. You cannot just walk around like the God, like enemy's not going to try to detach you from the things of God. Because he's going to try to do it. Anything of God, the enemy going to try to detach you from it. Sometimes it's just subtle. Subtle things he does. He's going to try to detach you from and disconnect you from the things of God. 
You'll find yourself going maybe two or three days not praying. Sometimes you'll find yourself two or three days you haven't opened up your Bible. You'll find yourself going two or three days and you have not did a spiritual thing in your life. You, I mean, it's, it's those subtle things. The enemy tried to bring your life little subtle things. Now, let's look at three areas that we are connected in. Let me, and before I go into these three things, let me say this to you. In 23 years of ministry, God begins to show us why he kept us here for 23 years. And all that, what's going what's gonna to cause us to thrive for the next 23 years? Last year, our labor was not in vain. He kept us there. He, 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 he made us solid in that. He told us about that what we do for God is not in vain. He added that piece to the puzzle. Now he's adding another piece to the puzzle. Church members connecting as one body. That is so important that we connect, that we are like-minded in what we do for Christ. And now, now, let me say this to you. These three areas will not only help you in your church life, but it help you in your school, in your business, in your relationships, in your family, and so forth. And I'll, and let me say this, and it's always important. You got to be careful who you connect with. You, you got to be careful who you connect with. Am I going to be better, according to scripture, when I connect to this person or connect to this church or connect to this organization? Am, am I going to be spiritually better? I'm going to give you the three things before I talk about them. That, that is so essential in your spiritual growth and development. Number one, Jesus. Number two, the church. And number three, precious church members. Three areas that you must connect with in order to be better. One, Jesus. Because you, if you're not connected to Jesus, let me say, everything else going to fall apart anyway. He is the solid foundation. It, it talks about in scripture that he is the solid rock. Jesus has to be your first connection. Number two, it's going to be the church. The church is going to be the next connection. And see, the church is not only going to help you in, 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 in the church, but it's also going to help you in your home. It's going to help you in business decisions. It's going to help you at school. It's going to help you at your workplace. It's going to help you in your relationship. It's going to help you in every area. And number three, church members. Church members, divinely connected church members. Church members. Church members. Now, let's deal with these three things. The first one is church. The most important connection as Christians is, G- is to Jesus. No, I mean, you know, you can argue this all day long, but Jesus is going to be our most important connection. I can't love my wife if I'm, not, if I'm not right if I'm not connected to Jesus. Can't love my children right if I'm not connected to Jesus. I can't love you right if I'm not connected to Jesus. The most important connection in my life is being connected to Jesus. Most important. I, I can be connected to a number of different things, but if I'm not connected to Jesus, it's for not. Jesus is my Savior. He's my counselor. He's my everlasting Father. He's that way maker. I love that song, Waymaker. They'll be singing it here, and I'll be, whoo. I sing it all week long when they sing it to praise God. It sounds as good as they do in my mind. Y'all get that a little bit later. Prince of Peace, he's the one true God. He is Jesus. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. As he describes himself in John 14, verse 6. Go to John 14, verse 6. Jesus was talking about himself. He, he, and, and 
as he was describing himself, one of the ways he says, one of the things he said about himself is this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You've got to be connected to Jesus. You're going to see the Father. You got to be connected to Jesus if you're going to see the Father. And being connected to Jesus brings deliverance, it brings protection, and it brings prosperity. Deliverance is the act of being rescued or made free. Rescued or made free from what? Sin. The things of the world. We're constantly being delivered. Because sometimes you will realize, you can, listen, I've learned over the years, when you walk with Christ, sometimes you find yourself connected to things you didn't even know you were connected to. How you know? Because they, the, when they pull on you, they got a good pull on you. Like a fish sometimes, you know, one of the things that you take about fishing is that uh, you want that fish to swallow that bait. And they don't really know they're swallowing the hook along with that bait at the same time. But once you got them, oh, you got them. And sometimes you don't know you don't swallow the enemy's bait. And he and he got you, but you know he ain't pulled on you yet. But oh yeah, when he pulled on you, he got you. And you need God to deliver you. You need God to set you free from the from the enemy's hooks. The act of being rescued or made free. He also brings protection, which is to cover or shield from injury, as well as harm, exposure, destruction, or damage. And every believer can be protected if they want to be protected. You got to choose protection, though. Protection don't come when you're playing on the enemy's territory. Protection. And, and thirdly, it's prosperity. Prosperity is to be successful or thriving or better off than before. I consider prosperity is I'm better off than I was before. I am better off than I was before. Listen, I can put it in simple math terms. If you have $5, but after, after about 15 minutes, you got $15, you're better off than you were before. That's prosperity. Well, in the eyes of God, you're better off than you are before when you come to him. You're definitely, you may not seem like it, but you're better off than you were before. And as we yield to him as Lord and Savior, we're positioned to live a life according to the written and revealed word of God. It's imperative that we maintain a strong connection with Jesus. Don't let nobody separate you from the love of God. Don't let trials, don't let tribulations, don't let demon spirits, don't let friends, don't let co-workers. Anybody that's trying to connect me from Jesus must be the enemy. You got to treat him like the enemy. You got to treat him like the enemy. So my most important connection is being connected to Jesus. And in 23 years of ministry, our most important connection is Jesus. It's Jesus. It's not, listen, I love what we do as far as a church member and church organization, but our most important connection is Jesus. So number one, my most important connection is Jesus. If I'm going to be successful in my job, in my business, I mean successful, not the world's way, but God's way, I must be connected to Jesus. I must be connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I must be connected to the counselor. I must be connected to the way maker. I must be connected to the one true and living God because he brings about deliverance. He brings about protection and he brings about prosperity. So in 23 years of ministry, 
That's how one of the reasons we made it because we're connected to Jesus. If you're going to be, listen, if we're going to make it in marriage for a number of years, your marriage need, be, need to be connected to Jesus. If you're a single person, you're going to be successful as a single person, you're going to need to be connected to Jesus. If you're going to be a, a, a successful business person in God, you, be, you must be connected to Jesus. I don't, listen, you're going to be a successful in anything coming to the kingdom of God, you must be connected to Jesus. School. I'm in school. I'm in the eighth grade. Be connected to Jesus. I'm in college. Be connected to Jesus. I'm in grad school. I need be connected to Jesus. I am a manager and so and so. Be connected to Jesus. I'm executive and so and so. Be connected to Jesus. I am the CEO of my own corporation. Be connected to Jesus. Wherever you are, be connected to who? Are y'all getting that point? Be connected to who now? Be connected to who now? No more. Be connected to Jesus. Number two, my second essential connection is with God's church. God's church. His church is the members of our local assembly or the body of Christ who were born again and believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. My second most important connection. 23 years of ministry. 23 years is my second most important connection is being connected to my church. Why? Because God adds to his church and sends a pastor with his heart to feed us with knowledge and understanding, according to Jeremiah 3 and 15. Pastor is one who feeds the sheep, one who guides, governs, leads, corrects, and encourages God's sheep. How does he do it? Through the word. Through the word. God puts us in the church with a pastor after his own heart. Go to Jeremiah 3 15. Let's look at that scripture. You don't need to just hear what I'm saying. You didn't need to see it in Scripture. For yourself. Jeremiah 3 and 15. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So he gives us shepherds after his heart who will feed us with knowledge and understanding. And when you have knowledge and understanding, it helps you to make better decisions. It helps you. To, how do you treat your husband? How do you treat your wife? How do you treat co- fellow co-workers? How do you treat the enemies? Your pastor teaches you that. He teaches you directly as well as indirectly through the written and revealed word of God. I may not even mention, but the Holy Spirit will use what I say and say, you know, you can apply that in this area right here. You know, you're going through right now. That's your word right now. Well, he didn't say exactly he didn't call my name out or prophesy. He don't, I don't have to. God knows your name better than I do. He knows what you're dealing with a lot better than I do. He knows what you're dealing with. And, and listen, he knows your thoughts before you even think them. So he knows how to direct your thoughts before you think them to help you not to do what you thought about doing before you thought, before you did it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be a leading God us into all truth. And so you need a pastor. And so in my church, I got a pastor. The pastor, I learned how to think, talk, and conduct ourselves according ourselves like Christ. We can't allow any person, position, or organization to separate us from our local church. That is so important because I need my church to be fed knowledge and understanding on a week-by-week basis. 
Yeah, do I do do I do it some during the week? Yes, I do. I pray during the week. I study during the week. I I do the things I need to do. But what it, the scripture says, for Satan not dissembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. I need to come together and to learn how to do things the right way. And I I just can't come once a year. I got to be consistently taught the word of God on a week week by week basis in order for me to think right, to talk better, and to conduct my left life in a better way. It's got to be consistent. Can't do it at once every now and then and expect for my life to change for the better. I got to be hearing the word and applying it in my everyday life. If I'm going to love my neighbor like Christ tells me to, I've got to do it like God wants me to do it. If I'm going to give the way God wants me to give, I've got to be in his presence enough to learn how to give. If I'm going to love you like I'm supposed to love you, then I've got to be in the presence of, the, of, of love himself in order to love you like I need to love you. I've got to do it the way God tells me to do it. And I learned that in the church from a pastor that's feeding me with knowledge and understanding. So, number one, my first most important connection is Jesus. Number two is my church. It's my church. The third critical connection is we must contain is with our members. Our members in our local church. How do I define members? Fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Those who are born again, those that know Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. We must be intentional in getting to know and genuinely care for our sisters and brothers that we see weekly, as well as those we see bi-weekly, monthly, or every two or three months. Uh, y'all know that some people don't show up every two or three months to the party of ministry, don't you? I know y'all didn't say nothing, but that's okay, though. You ain't got to say nothing. I know they are here. We just need to understand that. We've got to love them, too. We got to love each and every one of them. We got to love them because they are fellow sisters and brothers in Christ. Until so they get strong enough that they can attend weekly and encourage others to do the, uh, likewise. We must let the light of Jesus shine in us and through us according to Matthew 5 and 16. Go to Matthew 5 and 16. So the third one is fellow church members. And I, I consider you all precious church members. Precious church members. You're so precious that Jesus died for, your, for all of us back at the cross at Calvary. He died and he paid the ultimate price so we may have a right to eternal life. Matthew 5 and 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. People need to see me loving you. People need to see me loving you. Now, does loving you mean anything? No. Loving you according to what? Scripture. Loving you according to Scripture. And so it requires work to reach out and build solid relationships with people in our ministry. It's going to take labor. It's going to take deeds. It's going to take, I like this, an undertaking. It's got to be your mindset. I'm going to build relationships with individuals within that comes through these walls as well as individuals who I'm witnessing to on a, on a constant basis. It's going to take something for me to check on person A or person B. It's going to take something for me to call or to, or to text or to go by and see. It may cost me a little gas. It may cost me $3, go buy $3.21, go buy a $3 meal somewhere and we sit down and eat. I don't know how much the big chick call, but it may call me $5 to go buy my big chick somewhere and we sit down and eat. Are y'all following me here? 
I got to do something more than just say, put, I got to do something more than say, I love you. I got to put some actions to it. I got to put some actions to it in order to make a difference. I may, it may be inconveniencing me to go out and do certain things, but I need to do it for the kingdom of God because you're precious to me. And if I value you, I'm going to do what the scripture requires me to do. We'll continue to work on being divinely connected to each other. So whether I'm in my at school, whether I'm in my business, whether my, I got relate family members, wherever I may be, you are beneficial for me to be connected to. You are beneficial to me to be connected to. So I'm looking at three areas that have gotten us here these 23 years. Being connected to Jesus, being connected to my local church, and being connected to precious church members. And if I'm going to be, listen, and let me say this to you. If you're going to be successful in any area of your life, whether it's school, whether it's business, whether it's your workplace, and some of you are business entrepreneurs, you're in the making right now. Musicians, engineers, plumbers, car, uh, uh, mechanics, or whatever the case may be, you got to learn how. Listen, you got to keep these things a priority. Jesus got to be number one in your life. Number two, you're going to need to have a good church because you don't deal with folks. You need to know how to deal with folks. If, if you ain't got to have a constant reminder how to deal with folks, boy, you're going you to get fired quickly. Quickly. Because you're going to try to go in there. Listen, they ain't treat me right. That, let me say, no job will treat you the way you gonna be, need, You think you ought to be treated anyway all the time. No way. You might get over that. They're going to lose that. That's that just a, that's just a, because there are people in there. There are people, and they, some people will try to do the best of their ability. Some people don't care nothing about you. You don't quit a job because some people don't care about you. And somebody got to remind you of that. You do not, listen, you don't lose a $10 million contract because you don't like one person over $10 million. You don't lose a $10 million contract. Well, I don't like the way they looked at me. So, did they check clear the bank? Did they check clear the bank? If it don't clear, we can talk. But if it clear, keep on working. That's unto the Lord. And don't, listen, people have attitudes, y'all. What, why are we trying to quit because people got an attitude? Somebody got to tell you this in, in a local church setting so you won't be moved by their faces. You lose all your benefits over somebody because they don't look at you in some way. Some people, they just, they just don't, people just ain't going to like you. I'm just going to be up front with you. Listen, we, in that Sunday school lesson day, we looked at what Paul, Paul had 40 folks that wanted to kill him. 40. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but 40 people said they were not going to eat until they killed Paul. And I don't know what that brother did, but I, I, it's hard for me to skip a meal just trying because I don't like you. I like my apple pie, and I ain't finna skip my apple pie because I don't like you. Thank y'all for the four-way man. The rest of y'all that be real. I try to keep stuff real. I don't want nobody to be fake. Listen, 40 people wanted to kill Paul. But Paul had a mission to accomplish. And when he did it, it was for the glory of God. Let me tell you something. You got a, a mission to accomplish, and you can't let the fact people don't like you. If they didn't like Paul, they didn't like Jesus. Jesus is the Savior of the world. Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. What about you? People ain't going to like you. But you still got to complete the mission that God has given you. 
got to accomplish it. And church reminds you of that. Church helps you to get through that process. You need a word to help you deal. Let me tell you something. Your own family sometimes ain't going to. Scripture said there'll be three in the house. There'll be two against one. You'll be the one. There'll be three in the, five in the house. There'll be three against two. And sometimes you're going to feel like the, uh, the, your family don't like you anyway because they're going to tell you no. That's all right, though. It don't, it don't change the fact. Scripture is real, y'all. And you need people to help you understand that Scripture is real. And that is an everyday life. It's every day. Every day. What I'm telling you right now, let me tell you, your Jesus is going to help you, your church is going to help you, and your fellow church members is going to help you too. Sometimes you need fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. You need, you need to know that people in your school are saying more than just you. You need to know people are in, in, in business and in corporate America and wherever you may work at that are saved just like you are, that believe in the power of God. Cause yeah, let's break it down. You're going to work with some unsaved people before it's over with. All right. Just get over. You're going to work with some unsaved folks. Guess what? There's going to be some people that you work with going to start cussing. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about small cuss words neither. I'm talking about the five and six and 18 syllable cuss words. Cuss words like, what did they get that cuss word from? But the, I mean, you, you look at, my goodness, I've heard some cussing before, but boy, you take the cake and you're going to work with them. Sometimes they're going to be your supervisor. You can't quit because they, they start cussing. As long as they don't lay a hand on you or do anything, because they get too bad, you can always go report them. Do like to do these days, start recording. <laughs> I, I was listening to uh, a report, and I guess it's, she said it's common. The lady, uh, police officer said, it's common for people to record us now. I have to get used to it. She it didn't even bother her. She said, they, they record. I walk on the scene, they start recording. I said, I don't know. I have to do what I'm supposed to do and keep moving. As long as you, long as you stick, do what you're supposed to do, you keep moving, you're all right. But the thing is, you got to understand what the time we're living in. People are going to record you. Sometimes there'll be cameras you don't even know where they're at. There's some folks on your job right now recording. You don't even know it sometimes. Oh, look how y'all looking. Don't be walking around innocent. Well, I, cause I treat everybody right. Everybody gonna treat me right. Baby, this is 28, 2019. There's some deceitful folks out there. And they slick about it too. And there's some jobs got cameras in places you ain't never thought about before. I, I, I don't, listen, don't even lose no sleep about it these days. Just go ahead and just flow with it. Do what's right. According to, that's why he says work as unto the Lord. You're going to be all right when you do that. You need church to remind you of that. You need fellow brothers and sisters to help you along the way. You need somebody to pray that understands what you're going through along the way. That's why I think in 23 years, Jesus is so important. The church is so important. And church members are vital for what we, where we have come and where we're going. Because our future is bright with Jesus. Our, our future is wonderful as long as we keep uh, with our local church. And it's excellent because we got people like you that can make a difference. That you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness and you will be filled. You're special, you're unique, and you're wonderful. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. I love the fact. I'm going to use this, brother, because I know you said this morning, but I'm going to use it anyway. I'll probably use it now. I'll give you credit today. But I may be the key to some of y'all millions right now. I'm, listen, I may be the key. I may help you to make it to your next level. I may be the one to speak that word into your life that calls you to own not just one house in the subdivision, but the whole subdivision. 
I may be the one that not only causes you to speak, I may speak in life and say, no, don't worry about, listen, get in one car, you get the whole car lot. And you're going to be so blessed that every tent car, you're going to sow it in somebody's life. Ooh-wee. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm not just any car, but you're going to sow about a fifteen, twenty thousand dollar car in somebody's life. And still are not going to miss a beat because you're going to be selling so many cars. Your business is going to prosper so much. I told a friend of mine, I said, I mean, you saw in my life, you're going to be blessed tremendously. And uh, he said, Pastor, I'm blessed enough. I'm okay the way I am. That's Because he had that good, good measure running up with blessing. I'm going to tell you. But you got to have that kind of mindset and attitude that, listen, you are in a position to be, you're blessed to be a blessing. Listen, nothing wrong with, listen, the title D is going to be in your name. Nothing wrong with them putting the title in your name. The title in your name. The title in your name. Somebody say the title in my name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. If I can help you get to that point where the title's in your name, you daddy free on nobody, nothing but love, and then you walking around with a pocket full of money. Wait, I don't, y'all don't walk around with money no more. I'm sorry. This is 2019. I'm sorry. A cash app full of money. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. Hope I said it right. But anyway, you know, uh, uh, you fool on like that. Nothing wrong with that. Can't say a pocket full of money. These days, full of life. I don't carry money no way. <laughs> but it's a different, different generation. Different generation. But it's okay, though. As long as you got access to millions, no problem with it. No problem with it. In 23 years of marriage, I've learned the significance of maintaining a strong, tight, and secure Connection to Jesus, my pastor, my church, and my church family. I also realize that the stronger my connection is to those people, the greater my impact for the kingdom of God. Being divinely connected to Jesus, our God-ordained shepherd, our church and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ will keep us from stumbling and make us ready to meet Jesus one day, as Jude 1 and 24 talks about. Go to Jude 1 24, my last scripture. Jude 1 to 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, to keep you from falling, from keep you from not from not standing firm in the faith, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. God is getting us ready to meet him one day, y'all. Looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. And let me say this to you. We ain't gonna live forever. You better be ready when Jesus comes. Or you go to meet him. You got to be ready. I hope it's in, in promise to come back for his church. He's definitely coming back for his church. He definitely come. And I know the signs are in there, but one thing I do know about Jesus, he comes when he wants to come. He comes when he wants to come. And I thank God he waited for some of us to get our act together. Amen. Hallelujah. And again, what, what, what's making us, what, what got us here for 23 years? The right connections. The right connections. What's going to keep us for the next 23 years or 2,300 years? The right connections. Number one connection is who? Number two is who? And number three is what? Y'all got it? Stand your feet. I'm done. Y'all got that today. Good God. Y'all got that. Y'all got that today. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. 
And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.